because like a lot of our team, we're like a team of 16 people, uh, grew up playing LAN parties and like Nintendo with our friends yeah. on the couch, right? So you'd play Mario Kart or you'd play Counter-Strike. And a lot of the fun is that like feeling of being in the same place, yeah. yelling at each other or basically making fun of each other and having that camaraderie. Yeah. It's not like they're experiencing this for the first time. They're experiencing this for the first time on their phones right. and in such a frictionless way. So we're right. not, I don't think we're creating any new user behavior here. We're just basically right. kind of tapping into existing nostalgia and existing behavior. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. In the Mobile User Acquisition Show, we talk about how to use mobile user acquisition strategies to grow your app quickly and capital efficiently. The Mobile User Acquisition Show is presented by me, Shamant Rao, mobile growth leader and founder and CEO of the mobile growth consulting firm, Rocketship HQ. Each episode includes strategies, tips, and pointers from the leading edge of mobile user acquisition that you can use to unlock tremendous growth for your app in a sustainable and capital-efficient manner. Hey, everyone. Today, we have a very topical and very insightful episode for you guys. We answer the question, what's it like to be on the inside of an app that is seeing breakout growth in the middle of the crisis that we are in right now. So Bunch is an app that allows users to video chat while they play games. Over the last couple of weeks, Bunch has seen a massive increase in usage and engagement with the DAUs growing many fold and the app breaking into the top 100 overall on iTunes in nine countries and uh, top 10 in four countries and that is as of this morning, according to my research, and I'm sure those numbers are going to go up over the next couple of days. And this is understandable because many people have gone indoors, they've sought connection online in the wake of the coronavirus crisis, and they've sought out bunch to connect with friends, to play with friends, and to really form bonds with friends. As a result of this, bunch has seen some explosive growth over the last couple of weeks. In today's episode, I'm excited to welcome Selchuk Atli, the CEO of Bunch, and Harsh Kher, the product manager at Bunch, to get to know and see what it's like to witness growth while in the midst of very heady growth uh, right now. Harsh, Selchuk, excited to welcome you guys. Welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. Thank you for having us. Absolutely, you guys. Yeah. To start, can you set the lay of the land and to the extent you're comfortable sharing, mm -hmm. tell us about what your growth trajectory was like prior to March? Uh, sure. To also set a little bit of context, essentially, like you mentioned, what we do is we let people like group video chat with their friends while they're playing their favorite games, kind of like a LAN party, but on your phone. Yeah. Um, so what really happened is like our usage uh, in February were like, not crazy, right? So we were like steadily growing. We we're like a normal consumer social app. Uh, but then we're like slowly and steadily getting more users. And one of the interesting things that we started seeing is probably like two weeks ago, and I think Harsh would know this better, we started seeing a surge of Italian users. Yeah. yeah. Like a whole bunch of users starting coming to the application. And like a common question at the office was like, who are these users? Yeah. Right? Because we didn't run an influencer campaign. We didn't build like a new growth hacker or anything. And then we realized they were from Italy. And then we started basically messaging with them. We're like, hey, how did you find the application? And they would say like, hey, 
uh, we're stuck at home, we can't see our friends and we discovered this app. It's so much fun, we love it. It's a great way to kind of stay in touch with our friends. And it's kind of like the game parties or the land parties that we used to have growing up. And uh, right after that, we started seeing an influx of users from Spain and Canada and then Indonesia, India, South Africa. We're basically like a top application in the social category in many places around the world which is like a very gratifying experience to basically, I'm sure there's a lot of many other games and chat applications that are seeing tremendous growth right now. But again, I think people have a very big problem, which is basically they're isolated from their friends and their social circles. So it's like, it's very fulfilling uh, to uh, be one of the apps that can lend a hand in such a difficult time. Indeed, I would say a lot of games we work with this absolutely seeing a surge in usage for the same reason. Uh, because people want to engage with games, people uh, want an outlet for when they're alone. And certainly I understand a lot of communication apps are seeing that exact same kind of surge. And I think you guys had an interesting place because you are at the intersection of both those trends, right? Because people want to play games, people want to communicate, you guys have them do both. And mm -hmm. I imagine that's one reason why you guys are seeing such a huge surge. Yeah, absolutely. Because basically our thesis has always been like the best way to experience games with your friends is one in real time and second face to face. So one, we've seen over the past year or two, like the shift to a more real time multiplayer uh, model, even on mobile with games like Fortnite and PUBG and Call of Duty and Roblox and Minecraft and Clash Royale. Uh, but then like, I think we're more and more seeing uh, the behavior happening in the US as well. And it was quite interesting because our thesis that we had when we started the company is people do play real-time multiplayer games on their phone in Asia, especially in China. Uh, and then our thesis was that that behavior is gonna migrate over to Gen Z in the United States. And we saw that over the past year. So like I would say our key uh, user base was basically like the 15 year olds who right. play real-time multiplayer games with their friends. But overnight, uh, two weeks ago, like I would say we, meant, we went mainstream. Some of the interesting kind of changes in demographics were like this uh, 15, 16 year old uh, Gen Z gamer uh, became the 25 year old average age. Um, right. Now we graduated from Gen Z to millennials. Uh, our user base was like somewhat evenly split with more dominantly male. Uh, yeah. Overnight, our user base became 62% female. You think that's because a lot of users discovered a lot of games for the first time when they're indoors? Or do you think they were always playing games, but they discovered Bunch for the first time? What's your sense about why this migration, so to speak, happened? I, I think behaviors are changing, right? So with, people are discovering that they can do this stuff. I would say like a good corollary would be, I'd imagine even post COVID, a lot of people are gonna be doing more Zoom meetings. So a lot of people probably are going to be ordering more Postmates. As those behaviors are changing, we're basically seeing that people want to be uh, close to their friends in a very meaningful way when they're physically apart and they realize they can do that. But that's going to be a sustained user behavior. And I think another basically key factor, and now these are all guesses, right? Because like we just yeah. don't, we can make our best yeah. guesses. And I think another key factor is nostalgia. And that was like one of the reasons why I built the company, right? Because like a lot of our team, we're like a team of 16 people, uh, grew up playing LAN parties and like Nintendo with our friends yeah. on the couch, right? So you'd play Mario Kart or you'd play Counter-Strike. And a lot of the fun is that like feeling of being in the same place 
yeah. yelling at each other or basically making fun of each other and having that camaraderie. Yeah. It's not like they're experiencing this for the first time. They're experiencing this for the first time on their phones right. and in such a frictionless way. So we're right. not, I don't think we're creating any new user behavior here. We're just basically right. kind of tapping into existing nostalgia and existing behavior. Right, that makes sense. And you did say, Serge, like that, look, you guys saw Serge in Italy. Mm -hmm. I'm curious though, and Hash, perhaps you can answer this because you're more plugged into the data. Uh, I'm curious because Bunch is very reliant on liquidity. So like somebody who's, let's say in Peru, where I know you guys are in the top 10 now, finds Bunch, they can't use Bunch by themselves. They need to have somebody to talk to, right? Mm -hmm. So they need some amount of liquidity. So when you start to take off in these countries, Argentina, India, uh, Peru, for that matter, do you start to get a sense of how that trend begins? Uh, what is your best understanding of how that happens? Yeah, once they are discovering Bunch in those countries where Bunch had no impressions at all, we are seeing that referral growth is also growing with word of mouth. So because these guys, I mean, in these countries, people are staying back home. So they have even higher intent of using a product like Bunch. So it, the onboarding, the activation rate we are seeing is almost 2x of what it used to be. Uh, we have to change them. Um, yeah. kind of we, we did not even change any flow in our onboarding. Yeah. We did not change anything for activation. It's, yeah. it's the same product. It's just that the problem has become bigger. And yeah. Bunch is, because Bunch is solving that problem, we are seeing increase in our referral traffic. We right. are seeing people are inviting more friends. People are actually having more friends on Bunch than right. they used to before. Right. And you did mention, Sajak, look, the user base is skewing older just over the last couple of weeks. And Hush, you said, look, the referral percentage is just going up. Mm -hmm. are the, do you also see other usage patterns that are different over the mm -hmm. last couple of weeks compared to before? Yeah, I would basically, maybe Harsh can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like when we were looking at our iTunes Connect traffic, we're seeing that like over 60% of our incoming traffic is through search. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, which is, I think, a lot more than it used to be. And like, we have like another, like over 20% is basically through deep link referrals, which is like That's people right. their friends to invite. So, and only like 5%-ish is basically kind of browsing. And that's because we're basically blowing up all over the world, despite any featuring on any app store. Right. So people are not like randomly discovering us, even though we're like top charted in a lot of places and under social people come into bunch with an intent, either they're basically trying to solve this problem. Uh, they probably, for example, maybe were searching for group video chat app with games and they discovered house party. They realized like the games were kind of like uh, tacked on there and it was not like the core part of the experience. They get bored and then they discover bunch and they basically stick around. So that's like a common behavior that we're basically seeing or they hear about bunch from their friends or from the media and then they come to bunch with intent. Interesting. Interesting. So there's a lot more people that are intentionally seeking out bunch as mm -hmm. a percentage as compared to before. Right. Yeah. And with, yeah, so presumably this referral traffic, which is going up, but presumably this word of mouth is mm -hmm. some people that get directly invited within bunch. But there are other people who presumably hear about it from their friends and go to the app stores and search for bunch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And Harsh, I think you briefly mentioned you guys, hadn't changed much in the app itself, mainly mm -hmm. because I imagine you wouldn't have had a lot of time to build out features or change anything after you guys started to see the search. Yeah. So as both of you look at the product, drive the product, considering you have no time to build out any new features, 
mm-hmm. how do you think about capitalizing on an opportunity like this yeah what if anything are the short term low hanging fruit yeah that you guys are thinking about that could be product wise or marketing wise yeah i mean we're just working yeah. quite yeah. hard to keep the servers up like that's obviously yeah. a challenge because to be honest yeah. uh i think we're doing a pretty good job but like i don't think any startup is prepared for this kind of yeah. influx right yeah. so um so we're basically spending quite a bit of time making sure that uh players can have an optimal experience and if we have any outages or any issues we apologize we're basically working as hard as we can to keep the service on optimal quality for every single player around the world having said that we have some quite exciting capabilities that are in the roadmap and like the very near roadmap uh sure. that players going to start seeing that is going to lead to more engagements like more ways to connect with their friends so we're basically investing in more content that's going to be available in the application out of the box and we're going to be integrating this with more of their favorite games um so i think the users can expect to see higher quality more content more integrations and better ways to connect with their friends over the next months cool and on the marketing front is there anything you guys can impact like immediate short term that could be like ways to double yeah, down on right what's now happening we're just keeping up with demand so yeah. basically <laughs> we're just making sure that the people that we're getting on board are having a great experience Yeah again it's a good problem to have you don't have to go seek out demand and because there's enough people coming in and certainly since you mentioned about this wanting to make sure the service is up and running servers are up and running without any crashes or outages mm-hmm. i would imagine and i understand one of the things that can happen when you see a surge like this is services and infrastructure you're using can start to get more expensive that could be analytics that could be tracking to to what extent is that impacting you guys and to the extent you're comfortable sharing how yeah. are you guys thinking about well we're blowing up now our expenses are also going to go through the roof yeah. what I mean, does it does impact my job and harsh's job more than the engineers because they're basically heads down like scaling stuff yeah uh but then it's been kind of crazy to kind of blow through the free tiers or low paid tiers of a lot of the analytics tools that we use and yeah. and stuff like that but the nice thing is a lot of these services offer kind of programs to high growth startups to kind of reduce okay. uh the immediate rush of pain yeah. uh that you can get from having to pay for these things and we have several obvious way to monetize the application but again that's not like a immediate priority for us sure we just want to get bunch to as many people as possible and make it work seamlessly with as many of their favorite games as possible um so that's like the priority uh for now and like luckily we're a company that is quite well capitalized because yeah it's another kind of crazy coincidence that happened where uh we owed to raise a bunch of money uh last year like a year ago uh but then in november we got to raise a strategic round uh, led by supercell which as you know is one of the best multiplayer game developers in the world like they make clash royale and brawl stars and things like that and in that round we had riot games that makes league of legends we have mini clip that makes games like agarda yo we have tencent um so we are very lucky to be a startup that is well capitalized sure. in like a very crazy environment that we are in right now so again uh, it's basically another reminder that like a lot of success in startups is basically trying a lot and then getting lucky a bunch Yeah but also capitalizing on that luck making sure you keep going through with it you double down on what is working which is something you guys 
are very, very focused on right now. Right. And speaking of which, right, many apps that go viral oftentimes see a drop afterward. Uh, and that's most often because even though they see very high viral coefficients, people are sharing, people are uh, referring their friends, they tend not to have uh, downstream retention. That tends to be one of the more common causes why an app that goes viral tends not to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And so how are you guys thinking about ensuring that the current growth trajectory is sustainable? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I can answer that qualitatively and quantitatively. Sure. So one of the really interesting things that we're seeing, and I maybe Harsh can add more color to that, is uh, normally as your app is going viral and you're getting like a huge influx of traffic, uh, you would expect the drop in frequency. And maybe this is because we're a social network uh, that is solving a significant problem. Uh, our frequency and like retention is going up as the traffic is growing. So I'd say that's basically uh, one observation that would not fall true for a lot of apps that are going viral. That's like the quantitative statement. Maybe Harsh, do you have anything to add to that? It's always the case whenever you run influencer campaigns, you see like a big spike. And then what that spike does is you just get traffic which doesn't go down in the funnel and your retentions go down and your activation rates, everything goes down with that spike. But that's not the case that we are seeing on our end. Like what we changed from our side is we were very much focused on user acquisition and like always keeping an eye on engagements as well. Now that we're getting all this traffic, a lot of focus has moved towards focusing on engagement as well and keeping an eye on the user acquisition that we have. Interesting. Well, native side, I would add that you see lasting behaviors in uh, multiplayer games that are kind of behaving as social networks. Right. There's a reason why people still play League of Legends. There's a reason why people still play Minecraft and Clash Royale. Because right. when you think about these real-time multiplayer games where people experience these games together in real time with their friends, they're essentially social networks on their own regard. Right. Right. That's why people have been playing Minecraft for so long. That's why we yeah. play League of Legends for so long. And I expect that we will see similar lasting behavior on Bunch because for all that yeah. matter, like it's a very similar experience. Indeed. So what I'm hearing you say is using Bunch is making a lot of these tire player games, which are already sticky. Yeah. Using Bunch makes them more sticky and that results in stronger engagement and retention numbers for Bunch just as well. And what the last couple of weeks has done really get much more users in the door. So A, the social density is more, the liquidity is more, they invite more people, they can engage more deeply with the app itself. Yeah. Is that a fair understanding of how things are shaking up? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like when people are talking about a product market fit, a lot of people change their products to fit a market. It looks like the right. market has changed to fit our product in our case. Yeah, totally. And Hush, uh, going over to you, I know this is your first product manager role, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, and I certainly remember when you first started at Bunch, because again, for the listeners who aren't familiar, we've, the three of us, we have known each other for a while now. So I'm curious what it's been like for you just in the last couple of weeks uh, in your first product role to encounter growth like this. Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, things changed completely since so I began. So I joined as growth intern. And then uh, I was still as in school. The, as the first employee, no? And also the first employee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. San Francisco when I got connected with you, Shaman. 
yeah. and then uh, we, I moved my role from growth analyst slash intern to product manager quite recently. Um, but we were always focusing on the user acquisition side, like I mentioned. And from past two weeks, that is not at all an issue for us because yeah. again, like bunch is kind of solving this problem. But now the entire product strategies are more focusing on like the engagement side, mm-hmm. which is very interesting because now that we have this opportunity mm-hmm. of basically figuring out the app and the flows of the entire app and seeing like how the users basically behave on the app. Now that we have that data, we're trying to see what all things we can do on the product side to basically grow our engagements rather than the user acquisition side. He gets to do growth hacking now. Yeah, (laughs) I finally get to do growth hacking. Finally, yes. Indeed, indeed. And I understand, Satchik, you did mention you guys are well-funded. Even though you don't monetize, you're funded by some of the biggest names in gaming. Uh, How do the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. impact your future fundraise plans? Uh, I will not comment, but just say wink, wink. In the, in the, uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool, cool. And I, I can conjecture that, uh, you know, things are going to be very rosy with uh, yeah. potential new, you know, uh, investors in the future uh, or good places to be in. I'm happy for you guys. I'm excited for you guys. And I'm excited to tell your story on the Mobile User Acquisition Show. Uh, thank you for giving us a peek into everything you guys are going through, everything you guys are experiencing at Bunch. Uh, and I think this is perhaps a good place for us to start to wrap up. Uh, as we wrap, can you tell our users how they can find out more about you guys and also about Bunch? Yeah, they can go to the App Store on iOS and Android and search for Bunch. And hopefully we're right up there. Wonderful. Or they can go to bunch.live to learn more information as well. Fabulous, guys. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the Mobile User Acquisition Show, Selchuk and Harsh. It was a pleasure having you guys. Thank you for listening to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. If any of this was helpful or instructive, I would love for you to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcast fix. This podcast takes a ton of time, effort, and love to produce and I deeply value every review and every piece of feedback that you share. Thank you for listening, and I will look forward to sharing our next episode soon.